Well, we get a really good topic today. It's a good topic because, you know, many things that we talk about can affect us personally in our Christian walk, especially today. I think today is going to be a day of, I don't know, maybe some soul searching, self-evaluation in our spiritual life, because Jesus is going to talk about helps and hindrances to the gospel. We're in Mark chapter 9. We're going through Mark's gospel, highlighting the things that Jesus said. And he's going to talk about things that help the gospel and things that hinder the gospel. Don't forget, you can also catch us on newhoperadio.live, YouTube, and Facebook, as well as 1590 on the AM dial, WARV, and 92.7 in the Hope Club podcast as well. So we're walking with Jesus through Mark, like I said, studying only the words that he spoke. Oh, and let me remind you while I'm doing this, Today is um, what, October 14th, but tomorrow the 15th, here at New Hope, we have Junk in the Trunk from 10 to 3. Come on out. We're going to have a lot of junk in our trunks, and we're going to sell it to you. A giant yard sale. All kinds of goodies. Tomorrow from 10 to 3, October 15th. Love to see a good crowd come out. Like they say, you know, one man's cash is another man's trash. Or is it the other way around? One man's trash is another man's cash. Something like that. So uh, come on out and participate in junk in the trunk. And we'll have food here as well because you do get hungry doing this kind of stuff. All right? All right. That's what's happening October 15th. And I say the date because on the podcast, it's going to be, you know, dated material, I'm sure. Okay? All right. So let's start walking with Jesus. The purpose is to give us a deeper look into his heart. And we ended with Mark chapter 8 last time, but we I, we thought that the first verse of Mark chapter 9 really belongs to Mark chapter 8. And that's how Matthew has it. In Matthew 8.38, he ended by saying, "For you know, of course Jesus is speaking, for whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man also will be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Okay, so we believe that's part of chapter 8. Now, 9 opens up with Jesus saying to his disciples, Truly I say to you, there are some of those who are standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God after it has come with power. This is a phenomenal statement that Jesus made. He's talking about an event that will take place in just a few days from then. It's a week later now. And Jesus took Peter, James, and John on a walk up a hill. And Jesus went on ahead of them. And you know what happened? Moses and Elijah showed up. And they ministered to him. Oh, in his garments, they radiated whiter than they had ever seen before. <laughs> it says that his garments were, were shinier than a dry cleaner's could ever get them. That's pretty good. What was that? That was a picture of Christ in his resurrection form. His resurrection form, and they got to see it. 
So Peter, he was so impressed, he said, hey, let's pitch some tents and stay here for a while. One for Moses, one for Elijah, one for Jesus. Because it was so good, they didn't want to leave. You know, it's like when you have that experience in church, and church is so good. I mean, the worship is right on, the message is hitting home, and it's like, oh, I don't want to leave. I just want to stay here. But you have to leave because we have to go out into the world and make our lives count. And that's why the disciples couldn't stay there. And then the voice of God came out of a cloud, and it said, This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Now, this scared them. Whoa, the voice of God. And in verse 7, Jesus said, Get up and do not be afraid. And then Moses and Elijah, they disappeared. And Jesus spoke again in verse 9. Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. Now, they're really confused. They didn't know what that meant. Risen from the dead? What? They asked why the scribes said Elijah must come first before the Messiah. Jesus said in verse 11, Elijah is coming and will restore all things, but I say to you that Elijah already came. And they did not recognize him, but they did to him whatever they wished. And so also the Son of Man is going to suffer at their hands. So the same people that came after this Elijah Jesus is talking about, they're the same ones that are coming after him. He said in verse 13, But I say to you that Elijah has indeed come. And they did to him whatever they wished, just as it is written of him. Now, Jesus is actually referring to who? John the Baptist. Because the same people that persecuted John, they're persecuting Jesus. And in Matthew 17, verse 12, Jesus made a reference to John the Baptist. He said, but I say to you, Elijah already came. They did not recognize him. They did whatever they wanted to do him and not to do to him. The Son of Man is going to suffer at their hands. And he's saying to them, listen, I'm talking about John. And they realized, oh, this Elijah guy, he came in the form of John, the announcer, the herald of the Messiah. Yes, he did come first. And then Jesus followed. So this tells us two things about Jesus. Number one, he was ready to face the cross. If he's speaking about rising from the dead, he's ready to die. And it tells us, number two, he was confident his mission would end in victory. He was. If he was going to rise from the dead, that's victory. That's victory. So then the disciples understood, it says in Matthew seventeen thirteen, that he had spoken to them about John the Baptist. So Matthew kind of clarifies what's going on in the Gospel of Mark. That's what's so great about the Gospels. They Together, they're complete. Individually, they all highlight certain things, but when you put them together, they're complete. So then, after this, a man came to Jesus and asked him to heal his son, who had a demon, because the disciples couldn't do it. Now, we know the disciples had power, right? Jesus already sent them out. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise people from the dead, right? But this particular situation, they couldn't take care of. So he came to Jesus himself. And Jesus spoke in verse 19. And he said, 
you unbelieving and perverted generation. Wow. Oh, he didn't say, wow, I did. How long shall I be with you, he said. How long shall I put up with you? I think Jesus is getting a little frustrated. And then he said, bring him to me. Now, the great thing about Jesus, I love the Gospels. Just keep learning about the Lord. And the great thing about Jesus, he didn't get bogged down with the failure or the weaknesses of others. Even his disciples. His disciples always fell short. But that didn't bog him down. It didn't discourage him to the point where, that's it, I quit. I'm not doing this anymore. No, you know what he did? He seized the moment. And he did what he could do. As we see Jesus in action, there's a lesson for us. And what's the lesson? That if you stop and become consumed with a negative situation, it will only bring depression and discouragement. Don't sit in paralysis. Deal with the immediate situation yourself. Because there's always something to be done. See, Jesus wasn't consumed with the failure of his disciples. He put that aside. And he did what he could do. That's a great lesson for us. Don't be consumed with the negative. Don't be consumed consumed with the failure of others. You do what you can do. That's all. Because if not, if you let that paralyze you, you're going nowhere. You will slip into discouragement and depression. Okay? All right. So they brought the boy, and he was foaming at the mouth. This poor kid, he was in trouble. And Jesus said in verse 21, How long has this been happening to him? And the father said, Since childhood. Please help us. Oh, verse 23. Jesus said, If you can, all things are possible to him who believes. He's saying, can you believe? Do you have faith? I want you to think about this. Always begin with the spirit of the possible, not the spirit of the impossible. You know, sometimes somebody has an idea. And the first thing that comes up, oh, this is why we can't do that. When someone has an idea, you always look at the possibilities and you look at the problems last. You never look at the problems first because that's just going to spoil everything. So you look at the problems last. You look at all the possibilities of that idea. You look at the outcome. Then you say, okay, now what's going to get in the way? But you already have a vision of success, okay? Maybe most of us are cursed with a spirit of the impossible. And that's why miracles don't happen. Maybe God would do more if his people had more of a possible spirit than an impossible spirit. In verse 25, Jesus said, You deaf and mute spirit, I command you, come out of him and do not enter him again. And the demon came out. And the disciples asked Jesus why they couldn't cast it out. 
And in verse 29, Jesus said, this kind cannot come out by anything but prayer. What is prayer? The word is prosuke. Pro means face or face to face. Suke signifies worship. Prosuke, face to face with God. It speaks of having a close relationship with God. He's saying, you see this demon? If you want to cast this guy out, you have to have a close relationship with God, a prayerful relationship with God. With God, See, that's the importance of staying close to God. Maybe these disciples weren't as close to God as they should have been or as they thought that they were. And we need to walk ever so closely. Oh, yeah. If you want the power of God, then you've got to walk close to God. It's like, if you want to smell like a rose, you've got to be next to a rose. If you want the power of God, you've got to be with God. Verse 31, Jesus said, The Son of Man is to be delivered into the hands of men, and they're going to kill him. And when he's been killed, he will rise three days later. Now, how did Jesus know that this was going to happen to him? Because Peter helps us understand this in Acts chapter 2. Peter preached in verse 23, speaking of Christ, This man, delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you're nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men, and you put him to death. So how did Jesus know this was going to happen? This was predetermined. He was the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world, way back in eternity past. It was already established that Christ would come, and he would die, and three days later, he would rise again. So there are things that help and things that hinder the gospel. I'm going to give you some of them, because this affects our life too. You know, we love God. We love the Word of God. We love people. And we love sharing the good news with people. So we need to understand there are things that help and things that hinder. Here is something that hinders sharing the gospel. I call it our own preeminence, putting ourselves first. Here's an example. On their way to Capernaum, the disciples were discussing who was the best disciple. (laughs) And Jesus gave them a lesson and let them figure it out for themselves. See, when you're thinking about, well, who's the best disciple? You're thinking about putting yourself preeminently above others. That hinders the gospel. We have to put others about ourselves. So this was a strange conversation they were having, having, considering none of them could cast out the demon. They were all equal at that. So like, what are you guys talking about? Who's the greatest? You all failed in that deal. You couldn't do it. Now, here's something that helps the gospel. In verse 35, Jesus said, we're in Mark 9, remember? He said, if anyone wants to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. Then Jesus called a little child to himself, and he put him in his arms. And he said in verse 37, whoever receives one child like this in my name receives me. And whoever receives me does not receive me, but him who sent me. So what's the lesson there? 
Greatness is found in seeking out and helping those who are needy and dependent on others, like a child. A child is dependent on others, and there are adults in the world that need help too. They're struggling. They're underserved. And it doesn't matter if it's by their choice or not that we are the good Samaritans of the world because we have the Spirit of God inside of us. So what hinders the gospel is a preeminent spirit of ourselves, but what helps the gospel is having a servant's heart. That's what helps. Here's something else that hinders the gospel. Separatism. John said to Jesus, someone is casting out demons in your name, but he's not one of us. And Jesus said in verse 39, do not hinder him. For there is no one who will perform a miracle in my name and be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. What's he saying? He's saying, listen, John, there are those outside of your, of our circle that's still doing the work of God. So let's make this contemporary to today. There are those outside of your denominational circle who are being greatly used by God. See, separatism doesn't help the body of Christ. And sadly, there are churches today that have separated themselves from the body of Christ because everybody else is different from them. Different style of worship, different style of teaching, different, different, even you, even based on a different translation of the Bible. And they've pulled away, they call separatists. And that hinders the gospel. Jesus said, for he who is not with me, is for me. He who is not against us is for us, I should say. That's what he said. So if you're not against God, then you're for God, and that's it. And leave the secondary issues alone. Now here is service, Jesus said in verse 41. Whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because of your, because of your name as followers of Christ, truly I say to you, he'll not lose his reward. The simplest thing, like giving a cup of cold water. Wow, Jesus honors that. Even small kindnesses help the gospel of Christ. To offer help to someone is to earn an eternal reward. Think about that. That's God's grace to us, isn't it? Here's another stumbling stone. Verse 42, Jesus said, and this hinders the gospel, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe to stumble, it would be, would be better for him with a, if a heavy millstone were hung around his neck and he was cast into the sea. Wow. The word stumble is the word scandalizo. It means to trip up. He's saying, if you trip up another believer in their faith, you cause them to fall, you cause them to stumble. It would be better if you were drowned in the sea with a big brick around your neck. Because you see, causing believers to stumble hinders the gospel. How do you cause them to stumble? You lead them into sin. You give them false doctrine. Maybe you have a liberty in an area that they don't. So you don't put your liberty on them and they get tripped up. Okay. What are some other things you can do? to hinder the gospel. Jesus mentioned them in verse 43. 
If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It's better for you to enter life crippled than having your two hands and go into hell, into the unquenchable fire. Well, the worm does not die, and the fire is not quenched. So what's he saying? Eradicate the means by which this sin occurs. Okay? That's all. If there's a temptation in your life, you've got to get away from the area of temptation. Where you go can hinder the gospel. In verse 45, Jesus said, If your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It's better for you to enter life lame than having your two feet and be cast into hell. So eradicate the means by which this sin occurs. Don't go to those places. What you look at can hinder the gospel. Verse 47, if your eye causes you to stumble, throw it out. It's better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye (laughs) than having two eyes and be cast into hell. Think about it. What's he saying? There are things in our lives that we can avoid. And if you avoid them, you won't enter into sin. For everyone will be salted with fire, he said. Now, in the ancient world, salt was a purifier. It was put on a sacrifice before offered to God. So, therefore, the life of the Christian, which is acceptable to God, is the life that has been cleansed and purified by the discipline of Christian obedience and acceptance of the guiding hand of God. Jesus said in verse 50, salt is good because it has two characteristics, flavor and it's a preservative. Salt defends against the corruption of the meat. The world the Christian is sent into is bored and weary. It's bored because it keeps seeking newer experiences and they get worse every time. And it's weary because they're journeying with no goal in mind. It's just existing. So Jesus sends the Christian into the world to flavor and purify the world. But he said, if the salt becomes unsalty, with what will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. See, the ancients believed that there was nothing in the world purer than salt, because it came from two pure things, the sun and the sea. So Jesus said, have salt in yourselves. Be purified within yourselves from anger, bitterness, grudge-bearing, and the like, all the works of the flesh. And the result, be at peace with one another. In other words, it is only the life that is cleansed of self and filled with Christ, which can live at peace with fellow man. That's it. So let's go back quickly and get a look into Jesus' heart by reading just the things that he said. Truly I say to you, There are some of those who are standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God after it has come with power. Get up! Do not be afraid. Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. Elijah is coming and will will restore all things, but I say to you that Elijah already came, and they did not recognize him. But they did to him whatever they wished, so also the Son of Man is going to suffer at their hands. 
But I say to you that Elijah has indeed come. You unbelieving and perverted generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him to me. How long has this been happening to him? If you can, all things are possible to him who believes. You deaf and mute spirit, I command you, come out of him and do not enter him again. This kind can only come out by prayer. The Son of Man is to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he's been killed, he will rise three days later. If anyone wants to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. Whoever receives one child like this in my name receives me. And whoever receives me, whoever, whoever receives me does not receive me, but him who sent me. So do not hinder him. For there is no one who will perform miracles in my name and be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. For he who is not against us is for us. Whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because of your, you're a follower of Christ, truly, I say to you, he'll not lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to stumble, it would be better if he was cast into the sea with a millstone around his neck. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It's better to enter life crippled than having two hands and enter into hell. Wow. If your eye causes you to stumble, throw it out. It's better to enter into heaven with one eye than enter into the kingdom of hell where there's unquenchable fire. Everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good. Purify yourselves with that salt. Kind of rushed through that a little bit for the sake of time. But I think you get the message, right? I hope you get the message. Next time, Jesus speaks about divorce, children, and eternal life. I think those are topics we can relate to, aren't they? Divorce, children, and eternal life. You can catch this message in a little while. The Hope Club Podcast. Get that anywhere. The Hope Club Podcast. And join the Hope Club. Get an email in your an email devotional every Monday through Friday. Start off the day with the Word of God. I'll tell you what, it's like tuning a piano. Tune the piano, you make beautiful music. And that's what you can do. Go to newhoperadio.live. Click the menu bar. It's all there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.